Hello everybody and welcome to the Cane and Rinse podcast, volume 10, issue 465. We're up to Mario Kart Wii of all the Mario Karts. And joining me, Leon Cox, in this issue are Brian Edwards. It's not actually me, Leon. It's a version of me that's been inserted into a giant plastic wheel with a me-shaped hole in it. So I'll be turning myself uh, parallelly, ah, (laughs) yes, throughout the recording. So Perpendicular? Yeah, there it is. Sure. Sure. Uh, and and uh, Jesse, he's got a better hairline, but not as fulsome lips as Brian Eno Fuchs. Yes. Well, we discovered that. Yeah. I, I Using the Brian Eno me. Uh, we'll talk about our, yeah. our, our preferred uh, competitors, but yeah, that's, that's one of them. I know we share. Yeah. We share a different one. Probably not Brian Eno. There's... Um... There, there, there were lots of uh, ubiquitous me's that would come down the pipe uh, regularly. Peter Griffin. Who else was there? There were a few that were just like, they would always turn up in your me plaza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Brian Eno, if I did get him, <laughs> I didn't recognize him. I've got to be honest. I, I was shocked. It was one of those moments of connection with an anonymous person. Uh, that you sometimes, mm, you know, yeah. have with like someone made someone went through a lot of effort to make a remarkably accurate Brian Eno me. Mm. Uh, and it was just called Eno. And I just remember coming across it in like 2009 next to, <laughs> you know, between Mr. T and Hitler or whatever. And just, yeah, Mr. Uh, T. Yeah, well, there you go Hitler, then. Brian Eno. Okay, I guess I'll, yeah. I'll use that one. Um, At one point, I think I had like four different versions of Jack Skellington <laughs> me's that were uh, going around. That was a that was course. a popular one for a while. I wonder if Brian Eno is uh, still active making music and producing and doing all kinds of avant-garde art stuff and whatever else. I wonder if he'd be happy to be stuck between the two polar opposites that are Mr. T and Hitler. <laughs> it's hard to think of a musician who might be happier being turned into some sort of algorithmic me uh, now that I think about it. You know, I hadn't really. Yeah. But yeah, I think he'd be honored. He'd be up for it. So what is Mario Kart Wii, as if you didn't know, listener? But we like to do this now because, yeah, not everyone's familiar with every game, even one that has sold as many copies as this one. Mario Kart Wii is, or was, and is, (laughs) the sixth main game, main game, in Nintendo's long-running cartoony and combative kart racing series. It's actually the, it was the eighth Mario Kart game released, if you include the Namco arcade coin ops there were the the first two of which were 2005 and 2007 there's a third one i think now possibly even a fourth there's a vr one isn't there we're not covering those officially the 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 arcade machines for fairly obvious reasons in that uh, you can't we can't really uh, it would be an interesting show but it would be difficult to actually play them properly mm-hmm. to uh, to play them sufficiently for a show uh, and yeah, there it is. But uh, but I have played a little. I played a little of the very first one in that little run of Namco games back in Tokyo in 2006. It was the first place I'd ever seen it. I think it was before it was international. And uh, it was fun. Uh, it had Pac-Man in it because it was a Namco game. But it <laughs> yeah. very much felt like... It very much felt like it was a Namco game rather than a Nintendo game, if you see what yeah. I mean. Has anyone else ever had hands on one of these uh, Mario Kart arcade GPs? Yeah, we now. went to um, uh, Fun Spot in New Hampshire yes. a few years ago. A couple, uh, three of my friends and I, and uh, we played for, uh, against each other in the. They had, I think, they had a. 
And now I'm not sure how the machines are actually set up. If it's two linked, yeah, they're yeah. linked. But I'm not sure how many like come in like. But they, I believe they had six of them there yeah, next to each other. I think so. And, six um, or eight. Yeah. Like so uh, yeah, we played a four player market. It was fun. Um, it had yeah. just as much uh, tomfoolery as you would want out of a competitive Mario Kart game. So yeah, um, definitely one or two of us you know, shouting curse words at the others. <laughs> you know, of course, in Mario Kart fashion. Yes. Yeah, it was a bit more polite in the Japanese arcade in which <laughs> I, I played. Uh, but yeah, it's got like a camera that takes your picture, yeah. puts you in a toad hat, uh, and, <laughs> uh, makes you do silly faces. What is fun, I think, about those games more than uh, more than the Wii wheel that we're obviously going to talk about is the force feedback steering wheel. So it's nice to play a Mario Kart that actually is kind of yeah, it feels a bit more simulationy yeah. on the track yeah. than uh, than the home games perhaps do. Brian, what's your history with the Mario Kart series and specifically Mario Kart Wii then? Uh, yeah, so uh, really was a lucky child. I think it was either for my 10th or, 10th or 12th birthday, I got a Super Nintendo, and it came with um, the pack-in being uh, Super Mario World, and my uh, parents uh, uh, were kind enough to buy me Super Mario Kart with it, and that was my first experience. Pretty, I'd, I'm not sure exactly when, uh, as opposed to when the original Super Mario Kart actually released to when I played it, but it might as well have been that day in my little yeah, brain. Um, of course. So, yeah, I've been a, pretty much a fan from day one. Um, I believe... Uh, that uh, we talked about a little bit of my history with it on the Mario Kart Double Dash show that we recorded yes. last year. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, Mario Kart Wii was one that I was anticipating for a number of reasons, not just because it had been since Double Dash that uh, a Mario Kart entry had come out on a, a console Mario Kart, um, but also um, I was pretty starved for games on the Wii at this point, especially Nintendo-made games, and, yeah. um, and also knowing uh, coming into it that there was going to be um, over the internet versus uh for Mario Kart that you didn't have to use warp pipe on your GameCube for. So um, yeah. I was uh yeah I was I was all in ready for it day one. Got the plastic wheel like everybody else. Like I yeah it was um it was very much on my radar. So I um so I got it and I remember I essentially it might have been the only disc that I put in my Wii for for several months after the fact. Um and right. uh, yeah played it played it just to pieces and and played with friends and everything else and. Um, have been recently revisiting it again for um, for the recording. So yeah, excellent, Jesse. Yours, your, your. I think this is the first Mario Kart show you've been on. So what's your yeah. history with the franchise and and this game? Uh, yeah, no, going back and playing this, I was trying to trying to piece that together, and I have played a little at least of pretty much every Mario Kart game except weirdly for Double Dash, despite the fact that it sounds like my kind of fun gimmicky thing to play around with i just kind of uh, missed right. it out uh but yeah. like i never owned a 64 but uh i once traded uh systems with a friend for a couple of months uh you know my playstation for their 64 and then like Ooh. that was almost the only game i played and like when i go over to friends houses i played a little of the super nintendo one and then when it was on virtual console i kind of went back you know to check it out and have played some of that uh the various portable ones i played a lot of seven uh, on the 3DS, uh, I very much like the the 3D effect on that, and like looking in that little dollhouse uh, yeah. world. And then, uh, but this one is the one I've almost certainly played the most of, and right. I got it. I I got a Wii about a year after it came out. I didn't have a lot of money at that time, so I kind of waited. And then I remember like I bought Elabits because it was ten dollars, you know, in a used oh, bin yeah. or something. And like that was, but like oh, I was cool. definitely yeah. like, well, I can't plunked down for a full price game quite yet and then 
I'm pretty sure the first one, and that's the interesting, like Mario Kart games, I don't know if it's the same in the UK, uh, but like Nintendo first party games in general are tough to find cheap used compared to other big titles, right? Uh, yeah, and Mario sure. Kart, like most of all, like I think a year after it came out, I might've gotten it for like 10 bucks off, right? Or whatever. Um, and so, but eventually I, I uh, uh, picked it up and I wanted, I probably actually even bought it new because I definitely wanted the Wii Wheeler. And uh, I in fact still have two of them I just found. Uh, and <laughs> um, yeah, I, I played a ton of this on my own. And then my buddy from high school who I play video games with got a Wii. And then we started playing online together a lot and like having our phone on speakerphone together. And I, I've never really done online gaming. So this is really my, like, I, I'm not a, uh, I have a Mac instead of a PC. So I haven't done a lot of that. Uh, uh, I've never played MMOs really. So really Mario Kart Wii is my first, like, playing a whole bunch of something online against other people on a leaderboard or, or, you know, with an ELO rating that's fluctuating up and down based on other people. And so it's very, yeah, I, th I mean, and I've played a fair amount of eight and eight DX, but I think this is the one I probably put the most hours into overall. Marvelous. Yes. Uh, listeners to the Kane and Rinse podcast, uh, do go back and check out our other Mario Kart shows. However many we've done up to this point. I should be able to work that out from the number. It must be five. Uh, and we're going to do two more after this as well for the, uh, the 3DS game, of course, Mario Kart 7. And we'll do one show for the Wii U and Switch games because, yeah, they're essentially the same with some extras and whatever else. Uh, basically, yes, I've played all the Mario Kart games, uh, played them all quite a bit to beyond completion of all the single player stuff always a bunch of local multiplayer and uh and some online as well although less so overall i would have said uh, but we'll talk more about the online when it comes to eight i think uh, i certainly did take this one online a bit uh and yeah i think well, well we'll get into it but um but i played this i reckon i played this game for uh, looking at the old uh you remember the old wii data that showed you how many hours yeah. you played for every game that you'd owned on the system which I, I i like that stuff and i think those sort of stats are kind of making a comeback and you've got all these website trackers and stuff that do it for you but yeah mario kart we despite some reservations about it which we'll get into was definitely one of the more played games on the system that yeah. i had but I, some of that time i think it was 60 plus hours some of it were would be attributed to my partner tanya who isn't a massive gamer she's gone through periods of playing a lot of one thing or another this was one of the few games of this sort of type sit down at the console get the controller out and she wasn't a we will player she was a nunchuck and wiimote uh type player uh, and yeah, I'm not sure exactly how much she put into it, but she had her own profile and her own me and whatever else. Uh, so that certainly accounts for some of it, but yeah, I certainly put, um, I guess maybe 40 or 50 hours into this myself, but pretty much as soon as seven came along, it was abandoned. And, uh, and then when eight was the next home game, that was it. Uh, Mario Kart, Wii was, as far as I was concerned, just redundant, irrelevant. So but we'll get into why there's an interesting backstory about Mario Kart Wii, why that isn't the case for many, many players. So the developer was Nintendo EAD. Mario Kart Wii was officially announced at E3 2007. The online features and first footage of the game was shown 
Additional details of the game were later released in conjunction with the Nintendo Fall 2007 conference. The game was released almost exactly 13 years ago. <laughs> April 2008, <clears throat> first in Japan, wow. then in the EU. Apparently, for some reason, <laughs> you had to wait in America another two weeks plus for your Mario Kart fix. That must have been torture, knowing that us it was, uh... Europeans were playing it. <laughs> and full screen, full speed as well, thanks to the 60 hertz built-in option. Yeah. Wow. Nintendo Selects, uh, the sort of budget re-release label, uh, it came out again in 2013, EU and Australia, October, November. So that was right before Mario Kart 8, I suppose. I think that's about right, is it? Hmm. Yeah, somewhere or, in the range. Or there, thereabouts, there or thereabouts. Reviews-wise, uh, the game perhaps uh, did well. I guess we're in the excellent bracket of 82%, according to Metacritic, but perhaps not the heights that one might expect of a AAA first-party Nintendo EAD Mario title. Uh, there were some quite harsh reviews as well, but even some of the positive ones had some criticisms. We'll get into a bit of that. Uh, the sales, though, for the game were pretty much astronomical. <laughs> the game sold 37.32 million copies. That's as of March 2020. So over, who knows how many copies it's sold in the last year. <laughs> Believe me, it probably Seriously? it probably yeah. has sold some, but almost exclusively secondhand and, and whatever else. Guinness World Records has awarded Mario Kart Wii with the record for being the best-selling racing video game of all time. User reviews-wise, a uh, bit more positive than the critics, actually. Uh, this is always curious. I know it's a mean average, but uh, there we have it. Nintendo Life, 8.7 out of 10 from 848 punters. And on Metacritic, it has 8.4 out of 10 from over a thousand folks who have registered a score, which is all pretty positive. I don't think we need to talk too much about this sort of scenario and setting. I think I know I've given it the briefest overview at the top, but it's a cartoony racing game with weapons and obstacles set in the mushroom in and around the mushroom kingdom shall we say this is the last game in the series before they brought in underwater bits or flying bits or upside down bits so it's really i think maybe this is one of the reasons some people are still very fond of it because it's relatively grounded yeah i'd say that's like especially in comparison to the the leaps that it took from, uh, you know, Wii to seven to eight, yeah. you know, like where they kind of got. Um, yeah, it just um, it, it feels more like a quote unquote traditional Mario Kart game in a lot of ways. Um, kind of taking the Super Mario Kart and Mario Kart 64 to is kind of like to, to, to basically it's apex before you have to just change something. You know what I mean? Without just making the same game over and over again. Um, and it was also a return to quote in quotations regular mario kart after double dash yeah. you know the swapping back yeah. and forth like um so some people were really look at, like disappointed in double dash because of that we talked about that on on the mm -hmm. double dash episode but um and some people were kind of missing out on the traditional one cart one racer type of uh, type of experience so um getting back to that i could see where some people would hold this in their heart as like the last quote unquote <laughs> true mario kart game yeah <laughs> pure, pure mario gamer kart. fandom yeah, it's yeah, exactly. the dirtiest pure game there ever was 
Well, let's talk a bit about the visual presentation, the art and the graphics. I found this quote, I don't normally quote from reviews in this show, but I just thought it was, this was interesting, not because I want us to necessarily leap to the defense of the game, but I just thought it was interesting that in a 9 out of 10 scoring review from Nintendo Life, Sammy Barker, the reviewer, I do note Sammy only ever had one other review published on that site. Uh, this was in 2008 when the game came out. Sammy Barker says, the game looks horrible, and I mean really horrible. The environments are sparse and, with the exception of Wario's goldmine, look extremely bland. There's little to no background action, minus that of paper me characters, and everything just looks blurry. It's almost like Nintendo tried to add a sheen to the game, but ended up making it look even worse than it already was. Sure, there are some nice effects, like when the sun hits the lens of the camera and you get glare on the screen, but such effects have been present since the days of the N64 and Mario Kart We lacks anything that makes it stand up next to a true next-gen game. Visually, it looks like an early GameCube title, if not worse. It's apparent that little time has been spent designing the carts and bikes and adding anything of real value to the backdrops of the stages. There is one particular track where you go underwater and you can see... Oh, oh, there is an underwater bit. <laughs> I'd forgotten. Uh, where you can see huge <laughs> eels swim around you, which is a nice touch, but moments like these are few and far between. Now, I just want to say, before you give your opinion, uh, I understand that for a lot of us who were multi-format owners at the time and still are, we were currently, I guess we were you know, simultaneously playing things like Bioshock and Metal Gear Solid 4 and stuff on the more powerful consoles in HD, where this game wasn't in HD. Um, but even with that, I did think Mario Kart Wii was not, uh, you know, it, it didn't wow me at any point. And obviously we'll get into the graphics of 8 and 8DX in that show. But those graphics, I think, still look absolutely stunning. Whereas Mario Kart Wii, although it forms the basis for a lot of those graphics, always looked very kind of flat and a bit plain. I think Sammy's take here is perhaps stronger than I would put it. I don't think it looked horrible. I thought it was functional. Um, but yeah, how do you, yeah. how do you feel, Brian? I, I, I would agree more with what you just said, Leanne. I think that, I think that the, the terms used by the reviewer might be a little bit harsh, but I do remember thinking that I, like, I think I had just finished up my playthrough of the original Assassin's Creed <laughs> right, on Xbox right. 360, like close to that, that came out in November yes. of the previous year. And I remember just being like at the top of a, like, you know, like a, like tower in the city of Accra, you know, looking around, seeing like what appeared to be the most detailed city ever rendered, you know, and like being completely blown away. And sure, this was definitely yeah. not that, you know, it definitely it doesn't have the same uh, visual polish, detail, whatever you say, whatever, however you want to put it. But the thing about this game that I think is, is very different, like, yeah, you notice those things from time to time, but then the game starts moving and you start yeah. playing it. And a lot of that stuff kind of fades away to me. Um, because it's because for this game, to me personally, it's way more about how does it feel to play than about how it looks. And I actually think some of the tracks have a, quite a lot going on yeah. in the background. Um, you know, like the uh, couple the about the oh I can't remember the the, the version. Don't of worry Bowser's too much Castle. about the naming. <laughs> yeah. Um. Whatever the Bowser. I mean, there there was a lot of things moving around. Maybe not as many obstacles as as, as some things as like Double Dash had. But like as far as just like the pure racing of the game, I thought it was more than serviceable i thought it was you know it, it, and and it made those those graphical differences less important to me personally jesse i know you spend a large amount of your time playing games from the dim and distant past 
maybe that informs your opinions <laughs> yeah, of I, graphics a, a, di- a bit differently. I think this looks fine. I don't think you need eight. I think I think this is as far as games should have gone, honestly. No, I mean, <laughs> but it did. I So over the last few days, it, I, it had been about maybe two years since I played a Mario Kart game for some reason. I just haven't played one in a while. Uh, yeah, and so the sure. last few days I played like half Wii, but then would go back and forth between the Wii one and all the other ones, uh, which is a delightful experience that I recommend to everyone, especially if you haven't played uh, Mario Kart in a while. It's just like mix them all up. I don't know. Have a big mega tournament with your friend, you know, where you have mm. like a, a deck of cards. Each is a different one of the games or, you know, like, but it's a really interesting skipping back and forth between them. And um and uh, when I played a lot of this game, I had like an old CRT. I didn't get a, a HDTV until 2013. So, you know, I was mostly playing it four by three on a little 27 inch TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, and going back to it now, I was actually like I went back and forth between this and eight. Uh, and obviously eight is way it looks way better in an objective way. But mm-hmm. it filled me with ennui to some extent. I was just, I don't know. I went, I'd go back to Wii and be like, yeah, this is, this is great. This is, I can tell what all the stuff is. Everyone's happy. Peppermint Patty is hopping <laughs> up and down in the stands. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I don't really need more than that, maybe. And, and uh, at least for a cartoony, you know, a, an Assassin's Creed or playing con- Control or something in 480p, maybe not, right? But, but for this kind of game, I don't know. Like playing it, yeah, playing the going back and forth between this and eight, I did not yearn in the same way that going from 64, where I would go play 64, but like, yeah, this is clearly not right yet, right? Um, Mm. yeah, I don't know, it it looks well, it's uh, yeah, and all the me's, I'm just very happy to see them all again. It's been a while, (laughs) we got a me lover here, (laughs) um. Technically, it runs very nicely on, uh, especially when you're playing solo at home, whether you're playing online or offline, it runs at 60 frames a second, which obviously would have had an influence on the complexity of the geometry and stuff like that, because the Wii, as we know, wasn't a wildly powerful machine, uh, GPU or CPU uh, in those terms. On uh, two-player mode or more, drops to 30 frames a second or uh, occasionally will dip lower depending on what's going on on the screen. Uh, as I say, 480p either way, good old standard def. Sound-wise, it sounds typically manic, hectic, yeah. and yep. uh, kind of, I think, I mean, it, it's such a familiar soundscape to those of us who have been playing Mario Kart forever. Obviously, the the sounds have changed and it's got way more vocal, uh, but I think probably from double dash onwards i think the 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 sort of the, the overall soundscape is is quite a familiar one albeit yeah it's just become more and more embellished obviously with the with eight we got the the real band music which is uh which is another step on but here we've got uh yeah a lot of voices a lot of shouts a lot of yelping a lot of sound effects all going off at once and uh and a bunch of tunes some of which were familiar from the the vintage or the legacy tracks that have come back into the game and some new tracks as well playing this recently i didn't realize that i i don't think i'm sick of the nintendo band like i mean there's been beautiful moments <laughs> and beautiful saxophone solos and if you go to the if it's big blue i think on the on mario Kart 8 dx the the right. zero music track that they've redone with the band it's just it's just a screamer i love it but 
there is something like you go back to play Mario Kart Wii. There's a lot more of that mm-hmm. synth and kind of wavy soundtrack, and and I I wasn't even nostalgic for it. I just think that like there's certain settings that are better for that. Mm. You know what I mean? And and um and I, I I'll be interested to see moving forward how like whatever Mario Kart Nine or or the next stage ends up being. I'll be interested to see where they take the soundtrack because playing Mario Kart Wii over the last couple weeks. Uh, there's a lot of those tracks I think have real bangers for uh, for tracks and and I think the kind of less live music, more you know computer generated music soundscape for some of them it suits them better. Jesse, do you think do you think music should have stopped with Mario Kart Wii? No, and, uh, I think <laughs> I, I think I do actually like the music better and it, like the the full band is nice and it's I'm not. Uh, it's it sounds the coconut mall theme has been going through my head all day. I don't know if that's a yeah, a, a positive or a negative <laughs> uh, statement. Little of both. Um, yeah, they're, they're 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 you know they're catchy little numbers. They they for the most part do just kind of go by and do seem just kind of like right very very much the house Nintendo kind of style of the time. Um, there's nothing. And they're right. They are very manic. And then in the third lap, they get more so like that's that's my take on them, I guess. Uh, Like that, that cacophony of uh, of like character sound um, has become something that like you just kind of come to expect from Mario Kart. Like like there there is something uh, really satisfying about pegging Toad with a um with like a red shell and getting that dolby <laughs> effect as you pass them with a wah 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 you know what i mean like it, it's uh that there's something there's something really satisfying about that but but it is those me voices i never quite got over them as being like mm. like maybe and maybe just just because they were literally the the foreign entity like i was used yeah. to all the other sounds you know so yes. i think it maybe to me it just like it didn't quite fit as well as everything else did, but that might be my brain just not wanting change in my Mario Kart sounds or whatever. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, it certainly has all that though, and and that and those are the kind of those are the trappings you hope they don't lose, you know, as they move forward, and they haven't yet. But like, there's no. uh, <laughs> the chaos that can erupt like with a with a well executed line of uh of 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 fake uh you know bo- a fake item boxes or or if you manage to tag three or four racers in a row with a lightning bolt as you're driving through them it's uh it's uh that that has never gotten old to me <laughs> in any way shape and or it's, form a lot of it's informative the sound even though there are uh, i think i can't remember exactly where they were up to with we in terms of uh, in terms of adding visual indicators for you know shell tracking and stuff oh, like right, that oh right yeah yeah but the playing with the audio off it it's a, a double-edged sword, I think, because in some ways it actually, I think it can calm you down a bit and, you know, your brain is a bit less kind of overstimulated and you can just concentrate on the race a bit more rather than constantly thinking mm, about what's yeah. in front, what's behind, what's to the side, you know, as well as the other racers with their own aggressive rubber banding AI and whatever else. There's also dozens and dozens of uh, trackside obstacles and places you can fall off and stuff like this and actually just... Having the visuals I find can be helpful, but also, yeah, you do miss out on some of the sort of general sounds that are telling you what's going on around you, especially if you do. I guess this game would have been, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, the the non-digital 5.1, the Dolby, what's, whatever it's called. The, 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 the one that Nintendo always had. That's like that is surround sound, but it's not as proper as the as the real thing. I'm not sure. I've never had I've never had a proper surround setup. Dolby so surround, to, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, during extensive testing of the different Wii Wheel prototypes, the developers decided to have the voice actors playing the game during recording sessions. Huh. Which I think is nice. Almost the Naughty Dog sort of approach of actually acting out the scenes. Yeah. The speaker on the Wii remote is frequently used during gameplay, unless you mute it, of course, as sound effects like crashes and warning signals are emitting from it. So says Wikipedia. Uh, again, I had a... The Wii Remote speaker, uh, I know, uh, you know, some of the, the contemporary, the more recent consoles have had uh, speak. Well, uh, PlayStation's got a speaker, hasn't it? And uh, the Xbox still mm -hmm. doesn't. Uh, I have, a, again, a, a mixed relationship with, with that idea because it can be, I think some games use it really well and, and have fun with it. And other times, like, I don't, I don't think a crash sound coming out of my, like a little tinny, sound coming out of the speaker adds anything to the game compared to say when you got phoned up in no more heroes and used the wiimote as a as an actual <laughs> telephone right, yeah. handset which i thought was yeah. brilliant uh but i, th I think there yeah i, I don't know I, I, I there have been quite cool uses of that but i, I don't remember it being I think it subliminally adds to the cacophony, just having the sound come sure. from a different yeah. space in the room, kind of. Uh, yeah, I didn't even really think about it, but I definitely had it on. And uh, yeah, it's yeah, just more chaos. Uh, and and yeah, I will say that it's one of those things that I forgot it even had till I started replaying it a, a few weeks ago. Um, so yeah. like, I don't remember that from my initial however many 40, 50 hours with the game. It was nothing that really stuck with me, like in in certain ways, like Leanne, you were talking about with newer controllers using it. I can think of, and then, you know, that's an evolution of the technology. But it, it, I do, it had to have wowed me at the time, though, being one of the first times I'd actually experienced something like that. But um, yeah, it doesn't really either add or detract much for my experience. And the music, well, a 43-track official soundtrack was released in December 2011 as a Club Nintendo reward in Japan. Sadly, not elsewhere. Although we did get some of those. I don't know about, uh, I guess uh, you will have done in America as well, but they did actually release a few of the CD soundtracks on our equivalent of Club Nintendo. And yeah. uh, we were able to send some, uh, well, you know, cash in some stars for, uh, I've got the Super Mario 3D World one and, and mm. a Galaxy one and stuff like that. I have a, I have a Wind Waker one that I use that for. Um, and then um, I... I think I think you could per use Club Nintendo points for the Skyward Sword soundtrack, but I um I did the special pre-order with the Golden Wiimote and got that one with the game. So I think it was like an either or. Yes. You could either pre-order it and get it or go through Club Nintendo and get it that way too. Delightful. That's still my main Wii remote. Is the yeah, golden. me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's got the Wii Motion Plus built in. Uh, yeah, what, what exactly. else do you need? Yeah. And it's gold. <laughs> Yes, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that, actually. Now, let's hear from the J-Boog at this juncture from the forum, who says, still one of my favorites in the series and definitely the one I played the most. And because of its intuitive motion controls, it was a great game to play with basically everyone. Although these days I definitely prefer the thumbstick. And yes, the Wii Wheel is basically useless. But in those days, me and my friends wouldn't want to play without it. Almost every track is a classic in my eyes, and Wii's Rainbow Road is still my favourite of the series. Hmm. It's a shame that the Mega Mushroom is no longer a part of the power-up lineup. I really like that one. The addition of bikes really spice things up, although the Nostalgia 1 remains my go-to vehicle to this day. Let's get into the gameplay. 
holistically. Uh, I guess, you know, talking about the the vehicles and the characters and the relationships with the weights, I've uh, been on one site, which is the uh, actual, it's the Super Mario Wiki and the Mario Kart Wii page on there is comprehensive. And yeah. it has incredibly yeah. detailed breakdowns of the handling drift uh and uh, character and weight and stats like down to literally uh how many decimal places five decimal places it's yeah i think it's i think it's hundreds hundred thousandths yeah is uh is as far as it goes out yeah yeah uh and <clears throat> obviously i mean i have no idea how somebody measured all this stuff i, I don't know whether it was a very well obviously it was scientific but whether it was done from the inside or the outside if you see what i mean i don't know uh and it's sort of interesting to look at that and think about how much work goes into uh creating these things because i think it's quite easy to for me to play this game and just think okay so there's not really that much between you know who you pick i get that some characters and some setups are more popular than others but actually there is a almost infinite amount of variety based on the number of carts the number of characters uh and yeah the combinations thereof so i suppose uh, i mean i've always been a toad guy uh so i probably played mainly with toad and some me as well for the novelty of it i think uh heavy me um depending on the mode i was playing my overriding feeling about the feel of playing this Mario Kart, I think was probably like objectively wrong based on the scene that's around this game now. But to me, it felt like the least sophisticated, most like accessible and designed to be as kind of yeah, in the Wii, Nintendo Wii era. It felt to me like it was a really basic kind of simplistic uh unresponsive but i mean not unresponsive in the sense that it was hard to steer around corners but just as in it didn't feel like there was much nuance to anything to me yeah and it was one of the things that i didn't like about this game and why i was happy to ditch it when i moved on but it seems looking at all that data and looking at the scene that is around this game now i may have been utterly utterly misguided yeah i'm not sure um uh, i'm certainly not a member of that scene so i can't speak mm. to it in, in, with the same Me amount neither. of education as as they can, as the proverbial they can. But um, what I will say is that I, I felt I had the same impression of it as you did, Leon, or at least similarly. Right. Um, I did feel like it was a, a relatively easier to handle game. Mm. I remember moments in Double Dash because as I would be, because um, it's hard to compare it now with Eight because like you know, yeah, yeah. recency bias and everything else. But if you compare it to Double Dash to this, I felt like Double Dash gave me many more. Um, like fine mechanical yeah. opportunities to screw up, and and when the Wii version, maybe it's track design, maybe it's um, maybe it's a uh, you know the uh, programming things that I that I wouldn't be aware of, but mm. but I felt like I wasn't getting into the same amount of trouble as often, mm. um, and and I I chalk that up to that maybe it was just a little bit easier to navigate these corners and get the maximum amount of boost and yeah. boost and and not not have to I guess have that moment of like intense focus i think the tracks that, are really wide on the whole yeah well. maybe that's it yeah like i was thinking about that too because i was looking at even on the if whole. you look at even the um the get the the retro tracks that they brought in the mm. uh, the legacy tracks even a lot of those are wide as well like so yeah. it, they kind of all fit that sense and i'm not sure 
I mean, I'm sure every every design choice was intentional. I'm not sure how much it was made necessarily for for easy for quote unquote easiness, mm. but I, it's it's interesting to think about because because uh, as when I went back to this game now, I found myself like I jumped right into 150 CC right off the bat, thinking I'd be fine, and and I and I really was right off the bat when there are sometimes when I fire up Double Dash or Mario Kart 8 and I, I'm oh 150 CC and be like oh I need to get back, <laughs> you know get, I need to get good again, I need yeah. To, yeah, yeah exactly, I need and I didn't feel that way with Mario Kart Wii at almost at all. I assumed the the I assumed it was because that yeah it was part of this Wii movement this branding this inclusion yeah. and i'm not necessarily you know I, i'm i'm all for inclusion and accessibility in gaming but i also think that a game like this with a with a a, a hardcore fan base needs to accommodate them as well yeah. you can definitely do all things i assume the tracks were wider because there are more carts than previous games oh and that's I, a good point yep. yep and i assume that the handling was more basic simply to accommodate we wheel players uh, and therefore you know a lot of quotes non-gamers who were or you know maybe more casual gamers who were playing the game with the wheel uh, and so they wouldn't necessarily be able to uh, control it but of course you know the number of golden three-star wheel uh, <laughs> wagglers who were who were around <laughs> online after not very long at all suggests that yeah actually there were people who were infinitely better than me with the wheel even with me using my Wiimote and nunchuck so but yeah it was just this overall feeling was I thought yeah double dash felt to me I and I think we probably talked about this on the DS show as well like obviously we we tackled snaking in that show which was the uh which was the uh, you know non-stop mini turbo situation that kind of ruined the online for people who couldn't do it uh and I think the handling in that is pretty similar to Mario Kart Wii overall or it did it t- to how it feels and actually 8 isn't so different and 7 wasn't so different but there was something about this one to me that just felt a little bit flat but I'm not sure Jesse what's your feeling on this uh, I, it's funny because going back to it I had almost not the opposite experience of Brian but uh, going back into 8 at 150 I was just fine and going back into this at 150 I was just falling off of things a lot um and i do i only use the wee wheel i have only used the wee wheel i will only use the wee wheel uh and um, purist yeah i think i had the golden wheel uh it all got reset because i gave my wii u to my nephew for a couple of years and i got back but uh but i'm pretty sure uh because in that great Awada asks thing, it said that like if you um if you break faith with the wee wheel you no longer get the golden wheel right that uh, if you if you use a nunchuck, if you switch over, right. uh, so they were very, and I appreciate uh, that that they were. Um, yeah, I found the right the controls for me are so wrapped up in using that Wii wheel that of course it feels. I mean, ha- you know, it kind of. I'm I'm clearly moving it and controlling it, but I'm also moving my body so much that it also has mm-hmm. like I. <laughs> Uh, and they talk about in that Awada ass piece of like it compensates for the fact that people turn it, but they also just kind of lean with it and think that's going to work. Throw and it, it kind about, of yeah. actually yeah. works with it. Yeah. And and yeah, that is part of the magic of it for me is it is kind of like it is like a bowling. It's like bowling if doing that with your body actually moved the ball. Like it just has that sympathetic magic relationship, uh, you know, with the controls for me. Of I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just like. 
yeah, I'm just leaning back and forth and, and being a, an idiot. And, uh, you know, usually uh, I am not falling off things, but then sometimes I am. Um, and that is, I think, <laughs> why I went with Toad and, and stick with the light characters is, you know, basically I enjoy every aspect of this game except falling off things over and over. Uh, and like, I, you know, I win or lose, whatever. I just don't want to end up in 12th place because I kept, you know, uh, going off the edge of Wario's gold mine or whatever. Sure. The only thing about being a light character then is you're more likely to get repeatedly smashed off the side there of is a bridge. That. But that's <laughs> yeah. not my fault. Yeah, good point. <laughs> that, that's, Very much I guess, not how your I fault. feel about it. It's, it's different if I'm just constantly driving myself off of cliffs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. There was a video I remember going around a few years ago, probably, I don't know if it was late Mario Kart Wii era, maybe even early seven era, but it was it was just like a replay clip of somebody who was leading the race and it was just like the whole gamut of everyone. It was it was on I can't remember which track, probably probably a DK theme track or something. And uh yeah, just this cart out in front, leading the way, uh trundling home to an obvious victory. And then, yeah, just a sequence of blue shell and then this and that. And every time they're just about to regain control, something else happens. And then it ultimately, they're just about to get the, the, the last place. And then the final other competitor cart comes through and just like side swipes them off the bridge. Uh, and it, it's like it was like a metaphor for life as well as uh, as well as Mario Kart. It's a beautiful game. Uh, it, sum, summing up the joy and the pain of the uh of the vintage Mario Kart experience. So Paratrooper, PT Piranha and Hammerbro were originally going to be playable characters in the game, but they were scrapped and replaced with Drybones, King Boo and Bowser Jr. respectively. So says Mario Kart fandom wiki. That's a shame. I would have liked to have been a Paratrooper. Just saying. Yeah, the... The the choice um, Bowser Junior's really got himself all up in these games these days, and and uh, not that I have anything against Bowser Junior. Of course, it's just um, like it, it, he de- has kind of taken the place that maybe you're like with the original Super Mario Kart having a Koopa Troopa as yeah. a playable character. It, yeah. It'd be nice to see more Troopa representation. I think. Um, Too but, much. Uh, yeah, but um, but yeah, it it is it is interesting. I I wonder how those decisions get made because essentially it's got to be this way every time they make a game like this, right? Like, all right, so yeah, who who makes the cut? Who doesn't? Yeah. You know, they probably have S rank and they probably rank them. You know, I I'd love to be a fly in the wall for some of those conversations. That's for sure. Yeah, it's kind of the Smash Brothers situation, only a bit less so. But obviously, mm-hmm. uh, eight was the advent of character DLC, which we'll talk about on that podcast. Uh, but they still. There's still plenty of characters who they could have continued to add and would have sold DLC, but for whatever reason they decided it wasn't worthwhile. Be interesting to see whatever happens with the next Mario Kart. Now that world is very much has opened up to Nintendo and they seem to embrace it more. Yeah, uh, be curious just to see what the, how how big the roster ends up. But at this point, it was it was large. You know, a good number of characters. Uh, one, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve plus twelve unlockable. 24 in total i mean compared to the early games where it was uh eight yeah total uh it was a lot i i this is where it feels like it became too many honestly this is where maybe this okay. is my uh i don't know mm-hmm. just 
Smash Brothers is totally different, right? Because it's drawing from every possible thing, and and the more the merrier. Like that game, it totally makes sense. Mm. Have a hundred characters, etc. Here, Everyone you're you're here. scraping. I mean, it was funny reading that Funky Kong is actually was it like Flumpy Funky Kong on the Flame Runner is like the ideal tournament, like the high level competitor thing. Because Funky Kong is yeah. always the one I think of. Like he's fine, but he is he is very itchy and scratchy and poochy, uh, just as a character, oh, yeah. and and he is always the one where I see and I'm just like Brian's crying. You've made Brian. Cry. I'm sorry, Brian. Uh, I, a, no, please, no, please don't. It's it's fine. <laughs> I am. I uh, funk, but let's not let's not forget that Funky. Kong did was an arms dealer in Donkey Kong 54. So he's had his he's had his downplays. When they so, said but, new funky mode on Tropical Freeze for the Switch, that should have been that should have been it. He should have been an arms dealer. And they should bring him into every game. Oh, uh, poor Funky Kong. Oh uh, yeah, but no, you're no, I understand that it is kind of like if you're looking at that list of characters and you say like ah one you know one of these things is not like the other funky kong does rise uh, oh, to that there's level plenty of like you on, know... i mean an eight even oh, more sure. yeah, when you sure. have like every nephew every uh, i don't know like every ba- like <laughs> it's just the thing of like every variation now, some yeah. of these characters are are characters i you know recognize or have have some sort of like okay i know what you're about um and, right. and it was well look you can't argue right. with any of the first 12 right can you right. oh yes you can waluigi no waluigi's <laughs> great i mean he completes no if the mathematics of mario require a little waluigi otherwise uh... waluigi should only play tennis and i've said this a number of times but that's okay <laughs> we, we can agree to disagree <laughs> it... uh, but as i mean the first 12 are, are pretty much all like lock-ins shoe-ins yeah, yeah? But yeah. but the unlockables, well, here's where you could make some arguments. Obviously, you've got the baby versions of Daisy and Luigi. you got Toadette. Well, I think that's fine because, yeah. uh, I mean, I think if you're going to have Toad, you should have Toadette. They're an entire she possibly yeah. shouldn't even be, species, possibly be phyla of, of creatures. So they, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got to have a... uh, Birdo, you see, I'm a big fan of Birdo. Uh, basically, too. Birdo is, is a Yoshi with a hole where its snout should be. I have an that? affection for Bur- I'll mm-hmm. let Birdo. Yeah, sure. Birdo, Birdo yeah. can pass. Diddy Kong. I mean, <laughs> Diddy Kong was always bouncer. a bit of a poochie. Yeah, he's right. He's the yeah. original. He's the original Scrappy. Uh, scrappy where... Doo of Diddy. Scrappy yeah. Doo. Yeah. yeah, absolutely for sure. Yeah. So Bowser Junior. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Funky Kong, Dry Bowser. Yeah, that's a stretch. I'll give you that. <laughs> now, the one that I will fight for because. My niece's favorite, Rosalina. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. so I, I think she's a newly iconic character. That's the thing, right? right. Is that? Uh, okay. I mean, we don't need yeah, she's to... essentially queen of the cosmos. It, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm all for uh, Rosalina. So and it's also, the scrappy stooges it, you're not into. The multiple variants of babies and 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 spin-offs. The babies. Like, you know. The babies raise questions. I mean, if baby Mario gets beaten about by real safety. Mario. <laughs> Oh, I was just thinking yeah. like time paradoxes. <laughs> time paradoxes, safety, all kinds yeah. of issues. I it, 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 <laughs> yeah. it feels a little flop sweat. This was the first one where I was just like, okay, you, you know, because because every other character before then is kind of a bullseye. Is kind of like, you know, uh, and and that is part of the appeal in a lot of way. Like, is Mario Kart the first? I don't know when the first tennis game, but like, does Mario Kart kind of start the thing of like? All these people who are trying to kill each other are now just having fun together in a game for no apparent reason. Hmm. Mario Kart ninety two, Super Mario Kart. Uh, I yeah, I that like we're like Mario it. and Bowser. Just you know, maybe they're on they the same really team in battle each other, mode. Though. 
doesn't yeah. but just that that model we're, we're overwatch our show on overwatch yeah. is coming up so i've been thinking about the brilliance of how overwatch skips having the original game where you actually have a plot and stuff and just gets to the point where we're all having fun uh <laughs> and 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 right i enjoy mario kart in that way and and just you know everyone can have like there's no good argument against having more characters because there's always some kid who's going to have their favorite be dry bowser or whatever and you right. know, god yeah. bless them yeah i do i do agree with that but but it does change the way that i play the game because for the mario karts previously and and double dash did kind of mess with us i i um my my formula but but for mario kart games previous to this um, the, my condition for my own personal i finished the game was winning the 150 cc special cup with every character right and this in this game that becomes quite the task yes. just from a time perspective you know and then and then when you get kind of like the variance and i'm sure that if we go back to that spreadsheet somebody will be able to tell me all about the nuances and differences in characters but to me as someone who played 40 to 50 hours of this game whatever it was but still like didn't get into that thing to me a wario is a bowser is a donkey kong like at some point mm -hmm. i feel like i'm just kind of doing the same thing yeah you know and and so like so i don't think i did that with this one i think mm -hmm. it just became yeah. hey get you know all cups and then i i became much more of an online player after that which we'll talk about later but yeah. um but yeah it, it just it did kind of change my own personal approach to to mario kart most important thing though is uh, is the horrific continuity er error that in the opening cutscene, Peach can be seen racing with her hair untied, whereas she always wears a ponytail in the game. And I have yet to forgive Miyamoto personally for this, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, but yeah, it, it is, it is, it is interesting. <laughs> I, uh, I guess it's a tech issue. We know that uh, that hair was a it still remains a, a challenging gaming, although increasingly less so in 2021. But back in 2008, on the relatively underpowered Wii having animated hair out the back of a car. It would have been a nice touch, actually, but uh, it just probably wasn't possible. Thanks, Mario Wiki, though. Uh, but that was already uh, 10 years on from the flapping shell suits in 1080 snowboarding. Hmm, so, yeah, just saying. One other thing about the me integration, we've mentioned it in terms of being cartists or you know, playing as yourself or playing as Willie Nelson or whoever. One of the other things is the, their appearance in the background. I I did find it quite entertaining, like as I did in Wii Bowling on Wii Sports, just suddenly your mates are there watching you. There was something quite sweet about it. And I am sort of sad that Nintendo is kind of... I know we've got another Mii game coming out, haven't we? Uh, yeah, Miitopia. Miitopia. Yeah. So they're not, they've not done with Mii's. They still exist but they don't seem to be quite as hell-bent on crowbarring them into everything. But I think it was one of the Iwata Asks things, which was like, um, he, you know, your your friend's me's or whatever might pop up anywhere. Like you might be in the desert and the Sphinx is there and then suddenly it's your father-in-law <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. No, that's the... I mean, Miitopia is a fun... Because that's an old 3DS game, right? That they're redoing. And it's and it's fun, uh, right. but it is, it is focused on the Mies. And the magic really is exactly what Awada says there. Of just like, you're playing an entirely different game uh, in a sense, and and just as part of the environment is this cast of of all of the characters you've downloaded and and your family and all of that. And yeah, I think it should be in everything. I think the next Gears of War should just have Peppermint Patty pop up as a anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it 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 going back and playing this made me nostalgic for that specific aspect of uh, it. Made me nostalgic for you know the everybody votes channel. 
uh, and just kind of the entire, yes. the, yes. the, the oh, whole me yeah, vibe, this, or, you know, the whole yeah. we vibe of the time that all feels very coherent, just conceptually and very idealistic. Oh, I, uh, I get this a lot. Yeah. I, I love, I love the switch. I think it's a wonderful machine. Uh, they've obviously, it's been a runaway success and it's amazing. The library on that thing of, of indie games in particular is astonishing, but sometimes I fire up the Wii U and it makes these delightful noises <laughs> and the switch just doesn't just yeah. hasn't got any the, of that the sound of because i've been playing the, on wii u over the last few weeks of all the little footsteps of the me's mm-hmm. entering into the me plaza oh. like I, I love that little clickety clack you look up and then hey there's hey there's my dad just walking around me plaza <laughs> just waving at stuff just like oh, all right yeah it's uh yeah there, there is a little magic loss there i think yeah um and uh and yeah and i think the the me integration it just makes complete sense because i mean with like with i mean it's hard for the wii console to be a success without wii sports also being a gigantic success because it's right there but but literally i mean i remember sitting in living's room with living rooms excuse me with new fam with family members who had never played before and they sat there and they'd take 15 minutes creating their own me like it would be like it was a ritual it was such a yeah it was yeah it was a ritual and it was so ingrained with that experience on the console that, like, it's probably going to be one of those things that if you were too young to appreciate that then, and you go back now and try to play this game, like, some of that stuff will probably seem, like, weird, like, just completely almost off-putting to you when, to 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 us who, who were of an age during that era where you can, like, remember it clearly, it, it does it does tug on very particular heartstrings. I, it was really nice to kind of revisit a little bit of that yeah now i should say uh we can of course still play as me's in mario kart 8 and 8 dx yeah. on the switch they're yep. still there but i don't now this is weird because i've played probably even more dozens and dozens of hours of 8 dx than and and eight if you had that on as well than i did this one but i can't remember now are there any now, background it, it, where would you download no, all of where, so. where would you have gotten mr t from where would uh you know they, it's yeah. a very good point there's just no oh well they'll come back their time will come again yeah everything <laughs> comes around <laughs> so motorbikes can't perform the most powerful mini turbo that carts can so that's where you lose out and they also come in two classes drift type and hang on type according to mario wiki so my experiences with bikes is i've occasionally tried one and been completely unable to stay on the track <laughs> with them and have quickly gone back to carts Jesse, you said completely the reverse. So which? Yeah, which... I had the opposite experience. I should go back to the carts. Are you a drifter or a hang on? <laughs> a hang on. A, a uh, I think I'm a drift. I, you know, I never knew. I mean, I knew they felt different, mm. but I never knew that as the distinction. Uh, the bit bike is kind of my go to or the magic cruiser. I'm not sure if they're even the same type. But um, yeah, I wonder if I went back now, if I would find the carts just like if it was just at the time almost a random die roll sent me one way uh of finding mm. these you know easier but um but yeah no i uh you can do wheelies you know you i mean the 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 thing i really enjoyed it's with cool. the cart was that the with the wee wheel you have to jerk it up uh to do a wheelie or when you hit a jump to get the little boost or whatever yeah. um and there's just something ridiculous about like i yeah, the entire the entire it 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 adds a certain something to the to the goofiness of steering with this thing in the first place, uh, and yeah, I don't know. I just found it easier, you know, to not fall off. My prime concern. So, Brian, have you dabbled with two wheels? Good. 
Uh, no, I am not. Um, I have ver uh, a lot. In fact, I think almost primarily now a Mario Kart 8 um, DX. But uh, Mario Kart Wii, I was never a bike player. I tried when going back to a couple weeks ago to go and play as bikes, and it, I had a very similar experience to what you just said, Leon. <laughs> yeah. I, I found it very difficult to control, and I think just like the, the nature of the cart in this game... Um, it just lends itself to me like I just feel like I have more control. So and that's what I would normally go after in these games. This is not like a uh, like a Forza situation where I'm like always like trying to min max top speed and other things like like I just want to know that I'm going to be able to get around this corner, get all three levels of my boost and then hit, you know, hit the apex and let it go. And and so I always yielded to carts. Uh, and there was, uh, although uh, they didn't go quite the the whole way as they did with eight, with this sort of steering. Was it, oh, see now I, again because I haven't re-researched eight and eight DX. I can't remember if Vanilla Eight had the steering assist that eight. I DX. don't. Yeah. I don't believe it does. Oh, oh think, it does. I think okay. it does because yeah. I was I saw it as an option on the Wii U pad when I was playing it earlier. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, but this one has the option of auto mini turbos or, or some kind of auto drift option, which I'd forgotten about the, the, the Wii game again, something to perhaps make, make the game a little bit easier for the onboarding of the, the non-enthusiast. Uh, but I mean, if, if that had been an option, I would have, you know, I would have cocked my snoot at it and turned it off. <laughs> of course, uh, I'm not always prone to do that, but with Mario Kart, I, I feel like I would have done, but it was there. Um, but I assume none of us stuck with any uh, stabilizer wheels or whatever. No, it's nope, very no, satisfying nope. to hit the little hop and go into the drift. I don't want to deprive myself right. of uh, of that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, let's get on to talking specifically about the Wii wheel then. So Mario Kart Wii supports four different control schemes. It's obviously a, a big departure from all previous games. The primary control scheme is the Wii Remote, optionally used in, con in conjunction with the plastic Wii wheel accessory, which uses the controller's motion sensing to simulate operating a steering wheel. The other supported control schemes are the Wii remote with the nunchuck, which was my personal choice generally, the classic controller, occasional choice, and the GameCube controller. Uh, rarely a choice because wires, uh, although I did get a wave bird. The designers tested roughly 30 different prototypes with different shapes, colors, and weights based on real-life go-karts. The final design for the wheel was made to be as lightweight as possible for it to suit long-term periods of gameplay, and it was made entirely white despite experimentation with two color designs for it to fit with the color scheme of previous peripherals such as the Wii Zapper and the Wii Balance Board. A blue ring so it's not entirely white, with the Wii logo inside of it was also placed on the backside of the wheel to give spectating players something interesting to look at. <laughs> As a result, this blue ring ended up being featured in the game's logo, according to Wikipedia. I, again, I uh, uh, found myself amused by Miyamoto's uh, repeated comments about how expensive the blue... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> adding the blue plastic point, was. But they had to have it because it's so exciting to look at. Uh, there's a lot of good exactly. photos in that Awada. It, just as a note, if people have not ever been to the Awada Ask webpage, like, it is a rabbit hole of hours worth while going down of all of your favorite Nintendo games. But yeah, yeah and the Mario Kart Wii one is actually pretty short compared to a lot of them. Uh, but there are a lot of really nice photos of all of those prototypes. Uh, and they're like, they're, they're kind of squarish for a while. And yeah, the white and gray version. Uh, it's neat. 
and not not to go down too far mm-hmm. of a, a, a tangent, there's a there's now a book out in Western oh. territories based on that blog, right? Um, is it called Askawada? I believe is the name of the book that oh, was just released. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, it ju- it just Good out. Knowledge. Yeah, I, I believe it was just released last week. I believe it's called Askawada, and uh, yeah, it's it's based. It's um a series of uh, uh yeah Askawada came out last week um uh based on on that particular website and and different anecdotes and things um it's called Askawada Words of Wisdom from Satoru Iwata so if uh, anybody's interested I, I I just recently I just heard about it I just ordered it myself so I haven't read it yet but I believe that's what it's based on the much missed oh yes uh, Iwata uh so yeah the Wii wheel uh. For me, it was rather like the bikes, actually. It was a, I'll have a play with this, and yeah, pretty much. I definitely, I think I went back to it once or twice because I'd paid for it. It came in a big box, right, with a with a big plastic wheel yep. in it. I probably gave it to some friends to have a try. But in terms of the 40 to 50 hours I played of this game, I would say uh, 38 to 48 of those were Wiimote and Nunchuck. Yeah. Wiimote not in a horizontal style but in my right hand basically for acceleration and flicking for tricks uh i think that was how it, the way around it worked anyway yep, yeah uh, analog stick on the on the left thumb uh sounds so brian similar yeah uh, exactly the same um i right I, I enjoyed the novelty of it uh for i believe it was one or two races I'm like that's neat. Let me <laughs> let me plug. Uh, so I tried it first. Now we're making Jesse cry. Well, oh I'm, no, I'm. I'm, I'm to, uh, I might make him cry a little bit more. More wheels second, for me. Yeah. Uh, so so I remember I took it out and I'm like I'm gonna play with this all the time. So I played the first couple races. I'm like oh that was neat. Then I plugged in the nunchuck. I'm like I'll try it this way. And as soon as I played one race with the nunchuck, I'm like yeah I'm not going back. Um. But also. Um, in my basement that I have now where I have all my kind of games kind of out, um, the, the, the area that indicates the Wii section of my gaming collection is because I've screwed that, that I've screwed that Wii wheel to the wall and then put a Wii mode <laughs> in it. And that's like, that's on my wall, my wall decoration for you my just Wii section. hung it there rather than actually nailed it to the wall. <laughs> so you can't even get, could you, you know, cause like your kid might want to play with it one day or something. Oh, I've got, I think I've got an extra one somewhere, but um, oh, okay. But <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll, I, I can always unscrew it and you take may it down. look at this but you may uh, never yeah. touch it well you have to, <laughs> exactly. you have to yeah. screw the other one in the other way so they can see the blue ring because otherwise yeah that, oh not, i forgot yeah entertaining. How, how, they oh my have, god yeah. you got it the wrong way around <laughs> i'm the worst uh yeah um well if it makes you uh you'll understand this leon i used to have my amiibo collection on the wall in boxes and now mm-hmm. those are all down opened and in a backpack and some of them broken in half because my four-year-old has been enjoying oh, them good ever Lord. since but uh but yeah but he's this not getting is... that wee wheel no, that's why I've never had children. <laughs> they will never break my things because they won't exist. <laughs> I know it's a kind of nuclear solution, but but it works for me. There's an interesting pattern, right? Because you hear, you know, if you see people talking about Nintendo online, uh, you know, a lot of like a common refrain is like, who are they doing? Like, why do they care about the 3D and the 3DS so much? Like, why did they improve that in the new 3DS? Who cares? Why do they include a wheel with this? What What is this with this lava? Where's my Metroid sequel? You know, like, why are they bothering with all of this? And the answer is me. The answer is apparently they love me in particular, and they just <laughs> make ridiculous things that I want uh, and good as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and the Wii Wheel exactly falls in this category of just like, 
yeah, uh, of course you want to use this. It's hilarious. Uh, it makes a mockery of driving with every motion. And it <laughs> uh, it feels nice in your hands. Uh, and and yeah, I mean, just the and the fact that it's not attached to anything is funny. It just right. It does not feel like a steering wheel in a steering wheel game. It's a, a big, ridiculous thing. And I do use like when I play Wipeout VR, I use the motion controls on the DS4 uh, going back and forth. So I, I, you know, I think part of it is just like I'm comfortable with that kind of rotating a motion control uh, in order to do fine steering uh, for whatever reason. Um, but there is just something I find like I'm not a big I don't role play when I like I don't uh, not that I don't fantasize, but like if I'm playing Skyrim or whatever, I don't think about my care. You know, like I don't get into it in that way. But there is a certain okay. element here of again, almost a sympathetic magic element of like this goofy little wheel controlling this thing on the screen that just delights me to no end. And and once I sort of uh, got used to it, it just became the way to play it. But yeah, I, I think it was just, you know, well, it comes with the wheel, so I guess I'll use the wheel at first. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and I've tried yeah. the nunchuck and I've tried a classic controller and it just, I don't know, it it's fine, but... Why would you do that when you have a wheel? <laughs> to to have a chance of winning in my, <laughs> you know, in, in my world. your ELO record will adjust. You're just you're just competing against your own best self. Uh, anyway, yeah. we'll get to that when we talk about the online because uh, there's yeah I think yeah. The, the the way that worked was interesting and and a little yeah. revelatory for me. Yeah, we got a few quotes here actually from that Iwata us because uh, they're pertinent. So Hideki Kono said we decided to show characters holding the Wii wheel on the package as we really want people who think of conventional controllers as difficult to try it out when we made Mario Kart DS my parents tried to play it together with their grandchild but it was difficult for them to use the control pad they were saying this is hard I thought that was really too bad and it really drove home the need to make it even more user-friendly so the Wii wheel is a perfect fit for a broad audience yeah. oh. Iwata Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jesse. No, I did. Oh, I, I wanted to throw in, as I threatened to earlier, uh, that if you are as big a wheel wheel aficionado as, as me, uh, you do have mm. to find a copy of ExciteBots used because it is a racing game in the Mario Kart vein. I won't go into details. Mm. This is not the place. But you do have to do like everything involves. You do flips in the air and you have to shake the, you know, rotate the wheel around and you get like a bar comes out and a robot arm comes out and you have to move the wheel back and forth to rotate around the bar and increasing speeds and go flinging off. Right. And it is yeah. absolutely a ridiculous, ridiculous game. And you will look like no an, one knows why we didn't get yeah. that in Europe, really. Uh, I mean, the Wii was a massive success over here. I'm not sure what the deal was. There were rumors or hopes that when they started re-releasing Wii games on the Wii U eShop, that we might get it as a an import type game, as as we did. We had got some of those on WiiWare or, or um, you know, Virtual Console before, but it just never happened. It's a game, but yeah, it would actually be a fun game for us to make a podcast on, or we could do a, an Excite Truck and Excite Bots double sh game show or something like that. But uh, yeah, we just can't play with it. I mean, there's, there are ways, but uh, we can't officially or easily play Excite Bots in Europe. No one knows why. Well, somebody does. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so a little bit. A little bit more conversation from the Awata asks. Awata uh, said, but people who are used to conventional controllers will try to use 
the GameCube one or the Classic controller in order to win matches or score good lap times, won't they? So Kono says, yes, so we came up with a way of addressing that. We provided an incentive for using the Wii Wheel. When you battle someone you don't know and in the rankings as well, a Wii Wheel icon appears to the right of your nickname on the screen. Miyamoto says, when someone using the GameCube controller gets passed by someone with the Wii Wheel icon, <laughs> they are really chagrined. <laughs> but just... I don't know if that's an exact translation. But just like with the Check Me Out channel for contests where the number of parts for faces are limited, it's more fun when there are restraints. When you can get a great score using the wheel, you've got a lot of bragging rights. Iwata says, I bet there will be players who will become Wii Wheel Masters. He wasn't wrong. Kono says, we spent long hours testing the game. Some of the staff members only use the Wii Wheel uh, while they're playing, and those people have climbed rather high in the rankings. And when you continue to use the wheel, you get a little treat. The wheel icon is white at first, but it changes to gold. We call it the golden wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I love that stuff. I love it. I mean, even though I'd, uh, I will never be a golden wheelie, um, it's it's still, <laughs> it, that's really neat they put that in there and incentivize people to, to, to incentivizes people, excuse me, to, to use it and to try out their cool new thing that they did. And, and, and that's the thing about Nintendo that I don't think any, anybody could really uh, fault them for is that they have, they seem to, and I'm sure it's very well funded and researched, but seem to have absolutely no problem just trying something new and different just for the sake of trying something new and different. And I think that's, I think you can see that here. And obviously like Jesse is a testament to that here. I mean, out of three people talking about the game, like one third of us like loves the wheel. And I think, you probably you could probably get a bigger test audience. You probably find a lot of people that still play the game using the wheel and, and love the way the wheel felt. Um, I wasn't one of them, but that I still think it's really cool that it's an option. Yeah, hundred percent. I watched a video. I don't know if you either of you guys saw it, which was the uh, the video from TWD ninety eight, yeah. who is yeah. a Mario Kart Wii scenester, one of the best players in the world, I think, or certainly a highly competitive player. Played uh, Mario Kart Wii with the Wii Wheel against uh, his normal practice this was back in 2018 for uh, about a quarter of an hour uh, basically he plays until he his elo drops <laughs> um he starts off pretty much hating it but then he kind he seems to kind of get into it and but you know he keeps playing and he keeps playing obviously he's not going to stick with it but by the end he seems to be having quite a good time and his track knowledge and his knowledge of the game and the mechanics uh seems to be enough that uh, that he manages to be somewhat competitive some of the time, although the final race he recorded and, and put on this video was an absolute catastrophe. He's <laughs> uh, at last of everybody, including all the other Wii Wheelers. At first, he was actually coming ahead of, uh, of some of the Wii Wheel users, but uh, but it's a, it's an interesting watch. Uh, and he also talks about, I think, is it this, this video where he talks about one, some of the reasons why he particularly loves Mario Kart Wii over other versions or why he stuck with it or maybe that was somewhere else I saw that but essentially he was saying he was talking about the uh, the way that this particular Mario Kart hands out power-ups the the sort of the the, the behind the scenes algorithms in this like he's saying something like there's only ever one red shell in play at one time compared to other games and mm. things like this so there's a lot of subtle mm. stuff that that I I wouldn't you know, I just wouldn't notice while I was playing as a as a, a, a you know a committed but relatively casual player, uh, and that points to I think uh, which we'll get into more the why this game is 
is still going. The Grand Prix, one of the things that they did, I think, again, to sort of change the accessibility is massively change the point spread sort of situation. So you will get kind of consolation points even if you finish really quite low in the rankings, whereas before it would be very harsh on anyone who wasn't, you know, kind of uh, in the yeah top few places. And now there was that sort of incentive to continue even if uh, even if you'd had a bad race. Yeah, it was uh, like the first time that like a fifth place or less finish didn't just yeah. pretty much put you out of contention. Like, right. like you, I, I, I vividly remember, in fact, it happened a couple weeks ago, like I remember like a, just a third race out of a Grand Prix, I'd finished first in the first couple, and then something went wrong, a couple falls off into the, off into the water or, or what have you, and, and I finished sixth or seventh and still managed to get gold in the whole Grand Prix. So, yeah, go. it's really um, yeah. it really did change up the game where, like, if you played, for, for those of us who played a ton of Mario Kart 64 and Double Dash, like, if, if, if in the first two races you got anything other than first place, you would just quit and restart because, you know, there's there no point in going forward. Yeah, and I don't know about Double Dash, but in 64, if you did worse than, I think, third or fourth, you just, it didn't move on. Right. You yeah, just, you booted, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So you had to. Whereas in this one, you could finish 12th in every race and you would at least make it to the end of the Grand Prix, which seems like another, you know, a, a broadening feature, essentially. It's, it's less punishing in that way. That's right. Disappointingly, though, it's the only console Mario Kart game not to allow a multiplayer Grand Prix, which is something I've always enjoyed, where you almost kind of team up against the evil <laughs> CPU AI <laughs> yeah. players. Yeah. This game doesn't allow you to do that. <laughs> I, I, this is not related to Mario Kart Wii, but it, it bears repeating. I, and if you guys talked about this in the Mario Kart 64 show, I apologize. But in order to beat the Mirror Mirror Cup uh, 150cc in Mario Kart 64, um, I my my brother would literally just get power ups and go backwards around the track trying to take out the yeah. people that were in second <laughs> and third place, just so we could get to the end and get the trophy. It was a great time, just a ton of fun. <laughs> yeah. Circuit-wise, so 16 plus 16, uh, 16 new tracks plus 16 legacy tracks, uh, which excited me because I already had, and I'm sure many others, because I already had tons of affection for the settings and music, particularly of the past games. Um, as for the new tracks, for me, it was a mixed bag in this one. Uh, I enjoyed some of them, uh, but others I felt were perhaps a little bit more gimmicky than mm. racing circuits not all of them and i know it's always been the case to an extent but I th particularly things like uh uh grumble volcano mm -hmm. which is a lot of fun i think it's one of my friend my sort of nintendo gaming friend pete's favorite ever mario kart tracks but for a long section of it you're not even playing because you just get fired out of a cannon yeah i say long i mean it's only a few seconds but yeah that seems like a feature because that's also in the tree one right the maple uh, yes, treeway yeah. uh, yeah. yeah and i think mm -hmm. one other so i think that's just like they were very excited about their uh, uh i don't know 3d animation of like shooting across mm. things yeah. but I, they, they actually they actually use that in in double dash as well because the dk ah. mountain in double dash had the cannon that would blast you oh up to the top that's of the what i'm thinking yes um, right of and course. so yeah, yeah. So they, 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 but they do reuse that here a number of times for sure yeah, yeah yeah i've been trying to figure out what i even think of the course like ranking them going back between mm. these different games and and i'm realizing it's 
it's kind of like margin of error. It's just like everything's within the margin of sentiment. Like, I can't really tell just because, yes, like, course, I have yeah. these warm feelings towards the the Wii one in particular, but also the other games. And, like, yeah, I mean, some of these are not... I, I don't know. I like them all. Uh, there are a couple I truly love, but there's none that I uh, don't look hmm. forward to playing if you're just, you know, going through a GP. I, I think sure. the I think the only one of the new courses that I that I that's like an all timer for me is Maple Treeway. I was really disappointed to not see that in oh, Mario okay. Kart. 8. I love that track. It also I have a lot of nostalgia for that track because I I remember um I was for some reason that was one of the tracks that I could normally do very well on in the online mode for whatever reason. Like I just had <laughs> I just had it you know down you know from a turn perspective and things like that. Um, the thing I loved about the legacy tracks, aside from going back and playing old tracks like I was stoked to play DK's Jungle Parkway where the frame rate didn't dip down to you know single frame yes. you know? Yes. it was really awesome yeah. but one of the cool things too that I never even thought about till it came up was playing the 2D SNES yeah. tracks in 3D like like the way the colors pop on Mario Circuit 3 like it's just like mm. it's it's really interesting cuz I remember it being colorful and the blocks being like obstacles playing the original version but seeing that all 3D rendered that was really cool like I got like I, I in, even in just replaying it now, like I forgot how effective some of those things were. Uh, maybe not so much in the Ghost Valley one, but definitely in the Bowser, uh, Bowser's Castle, and and Mario Circuit. Just like like you know, bring it almost does that weird nostalgia thing where like this is this is the way my my ten year old brain thought of these tracks back then. You know what I mean? Like really kind of neat stuff. Uh, you can't. You can't always replicate that when you're like dipping back into things that have already been done because this is essentially just taking the physical layout of those tracks, but completely brand new rendering of them to make them just look phenomenal, in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah, I'd uh, mixed feelings, I think. Uh, and for the 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 tracks that have been repurposed for eight and eight DX, they to me they just look like a million times better in on the Wii U and the Switch. So. I've got yeah sort of any nostalgia for those tracks is kind of just just been moved like transported away from this game onto uh I just prefer them now. Hmm. Uh Maple Treeway is a weird one because I sort of like it but it never felt like a Mario world thing to me somehow I don't know why that's possibly just completely subjective. Hmm. Uh yeah just completely arbitrary brain weirdness I guess. Um and it is weird how your brain, you know, kind of, and this is something that happens as you age as well. You like lock in certain things as being okay. And then things that happen beyond that are less canonical or whatever in your mind, uh, regardless of anything, you know, whether it's um, uh, an album by a band or a sequel to a film or something like that. There's a, there certainly happens with games where like there are some, Based on the the level of affection we've kind of right. ingrained for them, yeah. Every so every season yeah. of The Simpsons past night. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean that's yeah, <laughs> but it's weird um, because now and what will ha inevitably happen is that um, yeah, if they now bring back a circuit from Mario Kart Wii in Mario Kart Nine that wasn't in Eight, I'll probably start to feel nostalgic for it in some <laughs> right. weird way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, it's just the nature of the beast. What I will say is uh, that I under as I understand it, a Rainbow Road has has been a uh, I don't know the best way to describe it, but the relationship with the with the different Rainbow Road tracks as with from the from the fans from the community has been 
varied in terms of people's uh, view of, of different Rainbow Roads from different games. But I think this is broadly considered one of the most successful attempts at uh, the, like the final track of the race actually being yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it, it manages to combine the, the longer, the, the length with the fun. I think, I think eight does a great job too. Um, because they kind of changed the format of the race there into like a three stages as opposed to three laps. Um, but like what Mario Kart 64 essentially did with Rainbow Road was just take a, take a fairly simple track and make it just long and long, long, long. Um, I feel that, uh, and, and Double Dash kind of doubled back on the other side of that. And I feel like this strikes that balance, well, pr- longer than most of the tracks, but also just has a- enough going on and enough opportunities to succeed rather than just opportunities for failure. I think that's a big, like, sticking point for me when it comes to some of the tracks from Mario Kart history that I don't like so much are the ones that really set up the player to fail. And I this Rainbow Road just doesn't feel maybe as diabolical as some of the entries in the past. And I, yeah. I like that about it. And it's wider, as you, as you were saying earlier, right? That it, yeah. it's not mm. quite as punishing, even though you you do you can fall off a lot. But I, you know, unlike the '64 one, I you know I have made it to the end without falling off at least. Um, yeah, I uh, I was just thinking, like the ones I I do like, uh, Mushroom Gorge and Coconut Mall, I think are probably two of my favorites uh, mm-hmm. because. Uh, I mean, the mall one's just, uh, I don't know. I, I enjoy racing through a mall. I'm from New Jersey in the 80s, so it is just part of my soul. <laughs> uh, but uh, Mushroom Gorge, again, like the, the little goofy wee wheel jerking it up to, you know, uh, bounce along with the mushrooms. Uh, it's it's kind of diabolical sometimes. You can, like, there's, you just bounce and you know you're already going in the wrong direction and maybe you'll hit the edge of the mushroom and then you don't. Uh, but uh yeah it's a it's a unique and and ties in with the sort of what makes uh, Mario Kart Wii somewhat unique among the Mario Karts um in having that yeah that sort of trampoline quality i think yeah i don't know how much there is in in discussing this but it's a a mechanic that was brought in for this game it's not especially complicated it's not been really even embellished upon but it has been retained for the following games it is the tricking uh, mid-air acrobatics performed by shaking the Wii wheel upward or shaking the Wii remote in the Wiimote nunchuck combo or pressing uh, up. Is it on the classic controller, which is less exciting? Uh, or a different button on the GameCube controller, possibly Z, maybe? Or one of the, one I, of the Yeah, triggers? I can't remember, but yes, it's similar to that, yeah. Did, you know, do you think it's right? Did it earn its place in, in Mario Kart canon that it's in every game now? It's just one more thing to do and somehow it, yeah, I feel like it does just just the knowledge that you've done it in the air, knowing that you're going to land and get that little tiny extra boost even though ultimately it's all kind of the whole thing's kind of stacked because of the rubber banding and the way that the, the algorithm works out with the with the power-ups is it actually even worth it? Well, it feels like it, and so <laughs> I, I do quite enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, in games, I mean, wh- why do you even try to get points in Super Mario Brothers? You don't care about the points. You get them because, you know, points are good, and they look fun. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Nintendo's good at just those little momentary, yeah, you know, there's just a little slight endorphin momentary blip every time you, yeah, you do a little, uh, you know, 360 in the air or whatever. And go wahoo! And go wahoo! Yeah, and your car spins around, whatever. 
There was uh, evidence, we talked about the mission mode in DS, Mario Kart DS. Uh, there was an evidence that this was going to return. It's in the code, but it's not in the final game. It was uh, replaced by online tournaments, which effectively fulfill a similar role. But of course, that meant that it was uh, rather than being available once, all that was switched off. It is now gone forever. But they did run, I think it was two monthly tournaments for the best part of two years or more. Yeah, yeah. Each with different uh, targets and and aims. Yeah, it was uh, that. Now knowing this now, and I, I honestly didn't know this until uh, reading the show notes for for this episode. I find that very disappointing because I love mm. love the mission mode um, right. stuff. It, you're just like um, it, it's like it reminds me of the cool things they did with like uh, Mario Golf and Toadstool Tour with like the ring modes and the challenge yeah. modes, like like giving you a reason to play the game you know so well but so differently like it just changes your mm. mindset and the tournaments were great for that but i also like and and this is an era not everybody was online with the wii i mean a lot of people were um but it gating gating that off behind that does seem like a to me personally a disappointment i still did a lot of the tournaments and i participated but it would have been would have been nice to do that at my own pace, you know, like via another menu option. You know, I, I would have I could see myself getting another 20, 30 hours out of a game like this with that mm. style of options. So, um, yeah, a little little disappointing to read that. But I mean, you know, they got to it, it seems seems interesting to think that Nintendo was ahead of the times thinking online functionality, um, especially with mm. their limited options now. But it seems that maybe they, um, you know, just uh, went that way and. And it's a choice, you know, but it, but me personally, that's a disappointment. I think the the on the online stuff still felt quite uh, unsophisticated yeah. compared to what was going on on particularly on the Xbox uh, with Xbox Live by that point, feeling very natural and integrated and user friendly. And it was still at this point, yeah, massive until you got your own kind of uh, yeah. I remember using we've mentioned this before, possibly on a previous yeah. I think it was on the DS Mario Kart DS show, trying to use the official Nintendo Wi-Fi dongle and just not being able to get online, <laughs> just such a pain in the butt. Uh, but I think by the time I got the Wii set up, I think I then had an actual you know proper wireless router and stuff, and it, you didn't need a. A Dubri, did you? As far as I can recall, I can't remember now. I, the Wii was just the Wii. The Wii was just wireless, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, yeah. Um, but what I remember, I had, I did not have a wireless modem. So what I could do is That's I right. could plug a USB stick into my PC, which then created a Wi-Fi hotspot through my personal computer. And that's yeah. how I connected the internet. That's how I was able to do yeah. it. So I was definitely one of the Nintendo USB connector guys. So that was that was me for a long time. Right. <laughs> MLP Liam 96 from our forum says Mario Kart Wii was probably my most played game on the console behind Super Mario Galaxy. I'd mainly play it when I had friends over, which was most days after school. Two or three of us would whip out our Wii wheels for a few races. I remember getting a lot of enjoyment as a kid out of this game, even if the single player aspect was unfair with the rubber banding and excessive amount of blue shells. And don't get me started on the motion controls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd ever revisit Mario Kart Wii again, having eight on my Switch, but I'll always have fond memories of the game, despite its flaws. A few things to unpack there. We'd whip out our Wii wheels, but they hated the motion <laughs> controls. <laughs> I like that. Uh, and also, this person was at school when Mario Kart Wii came out. <laughs> I guess the clue is in the uh, is in the 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 handle <laughs> there, ninety six. Yeah. 
I was 24. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so the online de was deceased, killed as of May 2014. So yeah, it had a reasonable innings. However, uh, it is still possible to play. Uh, Mario Kart Wii was the first game to have 12 player races instead of eight. Um, now, I do remember playing this at home with local multiplayer some with uh, with friends, certainly with uh, the aforementioned friend Pete and, and the aforementioned partner Tanya. Can't remember having too many sessions, but certainly a few, probably between 2008 and maybe 2010, mm -hmm. something like that, yeah. while the game was still in rotation. And uh, and it was a typically good time, but I don't think we ever quite formed forged the same affection for it as we did for a couple of its predecessors. And it certainly wasn't the online hit that eight became, uh, which and again, actually, I think we've probably played that offline more than we did this one. Hmm. So for me, it was never it never really quite yeah, it did its job. It was more Mario Kart. It was the latest Mario Kart in 2008 and it was around for a while. But it wasn't the the all timer for me in my multiplayer scene that some of the others have been. What about you guys? Uh, I played an absolute ton of the online uh, in this game, right. and I think a lot of it was because I had recently moved home to my hometown when a lot of my uh, cohorts had are, were still out and about. I did not have a lot of people to play local multiplayer games with. Now there was no chat, obviously, for this, but but literally everybody mm. I knew or their parents had a Wii, so um, so we would get on on yeah. this, and we would uh, at the time <laughs> this is it. Uh, how how old you know do do I want to sound? But uh, you know, uh, unlimited text messages plans just got like introduced, <laughs> and so we would like literally be texting each other barbs, yes. you know, uh, back and forth, because um, yeah, yeah. because uh, calls still cost money, but texts did not. Um, and uh, and yeah, we 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 just played a ton of it. Um, I remember loving the online system. I felt like like uh, rather than like traditional leveling up or whatever with a with a elo ranking that we'll talk about in a minute. Um. It allowed me to play a lot by myself without feel like I was like surpassing the people I played with, you know. Um, and I yeah. did dig that quite a bit. Um, yeah, I, I and also um, online gaming was still fairly new to me. I, I grew up in rural America, so I did not have the um, the quake and counter strikes of of mm. my, of the life did not work in my area. Um, so this was uh, so Xbox 360 and and um, and uh, and actually we I remember. Uh, the, I think this came out around the same time the original Modern Warfare came out. And I remember just, it felt like I lived online yeah. between these two games. And depending on what type of experience I wanted, I would go to Mario Kart Wii yeah. or the other one. And, and Which one made you swear more, I wonder? <laughs> you know what? I bet, I bet it was... I bet it was equal <laughs> now that yeah, I think about it. Similar. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, I played a ton of it and loved it. Um, it also yeah. was, a, was a nice way to show like how, to, to show me like, how this how this could work in the future like what what about the online was interesting and, and i just found so much of it to be fascinating and i'd loved and i wish that more games did this when that loading screen would populate and you'd see the flags and the global location from everybody that yeah. was playing that was really sweet it was really nice like it, you did really feel like you were part of something much bigger than yourself and i think that mm. and that that's just so cool and we don't get a lot of that in the connected world not to get all philosophical about it but you don't know it's a really good point yeah, like nintendo were really as much as they were kind of slow and a bit backwards and a bit reticent and a bit clunky yeah with their online when they did it they managed to make it feel like yeah something 
just yeah it's weird isn't it just it's such simple iconography but just having a globe yeah. there yeah just makes you kind of think yeah and i know even you know some other games like halo and stuff did, have done this kind of stuff so it's not it's not <laughs> only nintendo i, I but... also remember just very briefly that when i would be on vacation from work i would like you know get up and make a cup of coffee and you know hop on and i would hop on when it was nighttime in japan and just get decimated by all the japanese <laughs> yeah, classic. And seriously and it would just see I, all the names yeah the exactly it was yeah. it was it was a wonderful experience honestly like it, it totally. did not make me mad it just it just was one of those things it's like it was it was just it was just really neat and really of a time you don't get experiences in that vein anymore because they the online experiences evolved past that you know so um yeah. but yeah it's still very cool as we have a, a sort of ludology teacher with us uh we've mentioned it a few times for those who don't know and i had to remind myself what is an elo system jesse an elo is actually i always thought it was an acronym but it was a guy's name i forget his first name but like yeah hungarian guy. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's a mathematical formula and you can i mean in mario kart it was pegged around five thousand, right that was what you started yep. out as and yeah. normally like it's actually simpler in something like chess because that's a two-player game and and you know and chess is like i have a 1500 and you have an 1800 then if I beat you, my score goes up a lot because, uh, you know, I had a much lower score. So you'd think you would have won. It's and, like a handicapping system. Yeah. And it, but, and it, it sort, sort of, of, and yours will, you know, right. It, 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 it helps you find your level essentially and determines yeah. what level player you are. What's great in Mario Kart is that, you know, you've got 12 people going and, uh, right. If you get decimated by Japanese players who are like 4,000, you know, like you have a, 6,000 and they have a 8,500 or whatever, your ELO might still go up or at least not go down, right? Like if you mm -hmm. finish ninth, but you're in with a bunch of people way better than you, like you might get a plus two or whatever. Whereas if you finish third or second, but you're with people who are worse than you, uh, yours could actually go down, right? So it, it was this, and it really... The interesting, I mean, Mario Kart does come up a lot. And when it does, I always think I'm always thinking of the Wii version in like a game design class because it is one of those, you know, it like Monopoly. It is a game everybody knows and has some very clear yeah. systems that, you know, and certainly talking about the rubber banding, talking about the role of luck and et cetera. And the great, you know, the, the ELO system, Mario Kart Wii especially, you know, has a fair amount of luck in each individual race. But yes. I actually did the when I wanted to switch over from uh, Willie Nelson to Brian Eno as my me, right? Uh, I had been playing in with the and you you couldn't just switch the me. You had to like start a new license, right? So my 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 Willie Nelson <laughs> character had an, uh, a rating of around sixty two, sixty three hundred, right? Uh, and so I started a new character. They started at five thousand, and. Given how much luck there is in an individual race, it was pretty remarkable how quickly I made it back up to like 6,200 and then just kind of stayed there. Like it all, that's your level. it all just kind of yeah. averages out. Like, you know, mm. and because the races are pretty short, yeah. it's like a, it's like a game of poker, right? Where every individual hand has a lot of luck, but over an evening skill is going to kind of win out. Um, yes. And, absolutely. and yeah, I think that when, when people would complain about huh. the, the luck in Mario Kart, of which there's, or, or the rubber banding, of which there is a lot. And in fact, you would sometimes like find people, you know, sort of not wanting to be in first until the final lap and like a weird slow bicycle race sort of brinksmanship would result. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
which which is <laughs> a sign of too nonsense. much rubber banding if you don't want to be in first, right? Uh, yeah. Where now first isn't even really first. Uh, but yeah, I think I think the the right. Sometimes you'd end up five places ahead of where you should have. Sometimes you got a bullet, you know, uh, right at the end, <laughs> and you kind of cheat your way to fourth or whatever. But it was remarkable how much luck it felt like there was, but how quickly you would just kind of hit your ELO level. And like, unless you got better, that was that. Yeah, that poker uh, analogy you just made was the best way I've ever heard that described. Because I was trying to think about that in the lead up to the show. Like, how, like I, I don't remember what my level was. Um, it was probably somewhere in there. I knew it was over 5,000. I just remember that was important to me, keeping it above <laughs> the, what, the, what yeah. they gave you. That was important to me. Um, so I think it was right around the 6,000 mark, somewhere in that range. Mm. Um, but yeah, that, that's a great way to describe it. Because you would think that like, you know, because you are going to luck your way into first or bad luck your way into 12th, you know, like every once in a while, it's just going to happen. Um, yeah, but yeah. the consistency over time, that makes a lot, that makes, that makes it make a lot more sense to me. So thank you for yeah. that. Yeah. I, I think it's a cool, it's a cool idea, clever system, but I think like, I did play this online quite a bit uh, for a, for a period, but I always had this sense of a lack of goal. Like there's no end game with hmm, the ELO yeah. system really so you i guess you can goal set for yourself but it didn't feel like there was any ultimate aim with it so nine, i would nine, play nine, nine. Have... <laughs> okay <laughs> i guess right a realistic a realistic <laughs> aim i suppose yeah 5999 yeah. <laughs> it's not like you could prestige so, but... you know right. in mario kart no, no. Yeah. you get the or golden get gold wheel carts. Gold cards, Golden wheel exactly. is the prestige. Yeah, yeah, there you yeah. go. That, that's yeah. all. What more prestige do you need than the golden? Uh, if wheel. they if they'd done a golden nunchuck, maybe I'd have gone for it. <laughs> Jobo Bonobo from the forum says this was big in my social circle when it hit. Double dash just did not do it for me, so this was a nice return to the long nights of four player races, which were punctuated with laughing, swearing, and shouts of disbelief. Though there are those who dislike the element of Mario Kart where more skilled players end up with weaker items than those who are losing, I think it is a factor that makes races more interesting and assures that Mario Kart does not become a situation where one Michael Schumacher type is dominating in every race. So new power-ups like the Bullet Bill, which can race those lagging behind to the front while decimating any rivals, can be a godsend to those who might be struggling. In fact, in staying with the casual appeal of the Wii, this entry had a lot of new power-ups that helped out the less skilled, such as Mega Mushrooms, never returned since, just a note there, and Power Blocks, which definitely made matches more dynamic against players and, for me, more interesting. However, I do have some small quibbles with this one that I feel uh, felt were absent from titles like Mario Kart 64 and 8, which are still my favourites in the series. Battle Mode now requires you to be on teams of Red versus Blue. Why? In 64, it was the constant all-out mayhem that made that mode so special, and the fact that you could not have the option to play it that way is completely baffling to me, so my friends and I just never bothered with it. And coin battle was just meh, no substitute for what was before. But the actual racing was still a lot of fun, thankfully, ensuring it stayed in rotation for our big multiplayer nights for a long time to come. Another major gripe is that this game came with the most useless peripheral I have ever seen in games history. <laughs> a plastic wheel shell that is simply aesthetic and, in my view, is prime landfill material. Oh. Just a useless piece of plastic that ends up taking <laughs> sorry, space. <laughs> Whatever happened to good old imagination while playing the Wii Remote sideways? But I digress. 
On the whole, Mario Kart Wii is definitely a worthwhile addition to the Wii's library, and while not at the tippy top of the pile for me when it comes to ranking which Mario Kart is best, it is a nice solid title that I would definitely recommend for an evening with friends. Mario Kart featured the Mario Kart channel, which you could uh, go into either from your Wii menu or from the game itself. Presented those uh, regional or worldwide rankings for time trials and uh, would sort of illustrate graphically where you were up against uh, friends and things like that, which was uh, kind of neat, if a little imprecise at times. And and the whole world, right? I think this is the first like the histogram I've ever ever saw in a video game, which was great of just like right. this. Again, like you don't want to be below average, right? You want to be over the hump at least. Like you're not going to be yeah, that far point. into the tail, but it really gave yeah. you a goal of like, I, I don't want to be on the left side of the Absolutely. hump. Yeah. As a as a keen Mario Kart time trialist, this was uh, this was a, a big boon and certainly made up for yeah some of the shortcomings that I felt elsewhere. Uh, it was uh, you could receive ghost data from uh, people that were within your sort of sphere of ability from Wii Connect twenty four, but that was switched off in uh, June twenty thirteen. Those those tournaments were accessed through the Mario Kart channel as well to a month. Now this is where I think the story actually gets really interesting and one of the one of the main reasons I wanted to do this show obviously it was part of a series but despite the Wi-Fi connections dis, uh, discontinuation fans have created numerous private servers to continue playing online the most notable being Weemfi uh, I think that's how you say it which was launched on May 10th 2014 10 days before the shutdown of the official servers so since that time, uh, and well, I guess it started that time, but but in the in the subsequent years, Mario Kart has become perhaps the most popular game in the series with the hardcore. This is what we were alluding to earlier. With its complex glitches, uh, it's got loads and loads of uh, you know, shortcuts you can do. Uh, it's got uh, sometimes some of these games last longer when they are a bit unbalanced. Uh, and I think that's that's helped here. Uh, time trial records are still as active as ever, with new records being set nearly every day. On January the 12th, 2021, Arthur MKW set the first ever humanly set Rainbow Road shortcut. Uh, it's the first record to be done by a real person and not a bot. That stuff's that's on Mario uh, Kart so cool that that's happening. It's just so yeah. cool that game has games have that life, and you can just uh, uh, it's just I don't know. I just have it, it, it like tickles my soul. I'm never gonna be that guy to set that record, but I love being the guy watching those records get to getting set. It's it's really neat. Yeah, yeah. So there are custom courses available. Uh, Many, many custom courses uh, which have been developed using uh, easy, fairly easy to access and use tools. Obviously, you'd need a, a modded Wii for any of this, but that's a very easy thing to do, as I understand it. Uh, the, the main sort of uh, hub of all this activity is the CTGP. As of 2010, uh, this has been the sort of the center for all this. Yeah, this Mario Kart we love. They've had tournaments and uh, online events. 
there was the, it was the user the username of the of the Wi-Fi creator the Ween fight was Weem, W I I M M, developed that unofficial network code following the announcement of the service termination for the Wii Online. The game has been uh, the game that you'll see people playing now has been modded to have an on-screen speedometer added, which wasn't part of the uh, the original game. It was effectively a yeah like a a DX version uh, of the game. Tens of thousands of Mario Kart Wii players use the service to this day with around 500 players online per day as of mid last year, 2020. There are also plans to mod the game further to allow potentially 24 players per race. Uh, that was as of a piece of news from December 2020. So I'm not sure where they're, where they're going with that. Uh, the other hub of activity is this place called the moji lounge the largest global mario kart website where it all kicks off where the fan scene lives uh the lounge leaderboards and discussion there's a yeah a, basically a, a busy forum uh in fact july 2020 in the middle of the pandemic last year the mario kart Wii world cup saw 21 national teams competing for tens of thousands of spectators online Amazing. As Jesse mentioned earlier, <laughs> around 80% of competitive players use the Funky Kong plus Flame Runner <laughs> bike combo oh, because yeah. it's massively OP. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. New Leaf Esports uh, runs online events. And uh, this is not a direct quote, but this was uh, taken from a video I saw sort of to paraphrase, Mario Kart Wii is becoming the Smash Brothers melee of Mario Kart games. Hmm. That is to say, it is the one that the fans swear by and cling to and will continue to make work for them and will never abandon. Because for whatever reason, as much as people might enjoy the games that have come after it, it's been either missing things or it's it's done things that they don't want they don't like from the game so yeah so for me mario kart 8dx is like the one i want to play now it's the for me it's the apex of the series it's got a wonderful combination of all the features and the bells and whistles the graphics it does everything i need it to do but for the hardcore they're playing modded wii's mario kart wii online through hooky jury rigged that's probably unkind i mean it's basically yeah it's it's functional netcode and they have an elo system yeah they, they've they've now got their own elo system up and running so everyone's and everyone's operating to these same standards it almost makes me want to hack my wii and uh and get involved but i realize i'd just get destroyed <laughs> <laughs> that's the only i mean this, i didn't know about any of this because and i've known about the smash brothers stuff right and and uh, i was mm. i was surprised yeah. to find out this was uh this vibrant um and you know having 200 new courses uh to test my wee wheel on does sound very very tempting but right the only issue is that <laughs> everyone's gonna be incredibly good <laughs> and just get crushed uh, over and over uh, so you know mario Kart Wii. yeah the tatsujin uh, but you could perhaps get involved in the clan battles that they have. Mm. They have five versus five and six versus six uh, clans. Uh, and there's online time trials. Uh, I think that is where effectively uh, you, everyone races one lap together, but collision detection and weapons are all off. So effectively you do a time trial lap where you're all 
you know at on the on the course at the same time so uh, so they have so they have their own version of final destination items turned off then like basically yeah. that's crazy that's awesome that's yeah, great uh, yeah uh yes mario kart has the largest hacking community if you want to call it that of let's just call it a community of any mario <laughs> kart game yeah no i guess it probably is because i i suspect in reality dx is probably the most played game isn't it but uh, uh it has you can play over 1000 custom tracks as we said Sean S. Thomas from the forum says, as a balanced game or a single player experience, I think Mario Kart Wii is a bit of a hot mess, especially after putting dozens of hours into Mario Kart 8. But as the first ever Mario Kart game I owned, it has a huge soft spot in my life. The Wii was my first proper Nintendo console and many of my friends first and last. I recall split screen mode being played regularly post pub, including the morning of my best mate's wedding alongside his fiance's father. It was a game my wife and I enjoyed together, a rare occurrence that happens once a decade. And I have very happy memories of regular Sunday night online multiplayer sessions with eight or so friends who haven't gamed much since, or indeed before, they bought this. So it's very much a product of its time, an encapsulation of the moment the Wii became a global phenomenon and made non-gamers take interest in a past in a pastime we love. I admit to cursing under my breath when I got blue-shelled yet again, and losing to someone who'd barely been on the track for half the race, but I was experiencing my hobby with people I hold dear for once, rather than locked away on my own. So I kept quiet and didn't bemoan the rubber banding or pandering to the, quotes casual gamer. I was too busy enjoying seeing the joy it brought to us all. Many of those friends and family have likely never played a game since, but there's a handful from that era I still play with now, and I suspect if you look back to the catalyst for our GTA 5 sessions, and Mario Kart 8 races, this is it. I haven't touched it since, and that plastic steering wheel shell long got given to a local charity shop, but it will always remind me of a happy moment in gaming where the playing field was levelled and fun was the winner. Nice. So many uh, so many wee wheels in charity shops and <laughs> landfill around the world. I wonder how many there actually... I wonder how many... 32 million of them out there, right? I mean, every copy of this was yeah, sold with a wheel. So there's there's tens yeah. of millions wee wheels in the world. Hooray. I'm going to build a house. Yeah, build a house using balance boards and, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, wee wheels. Yeah, yeah the, the balance boards are the load-bearing parts. The wee wheels Absolutely, are, yeah. Like the chandeliers. <laughs> and, yeah. So they were exactly what they were built for. Uh, three word reviews. We have a few of those from Twitter. Follow us at Kane and Rince, starting with Brian. Liam Evans Keen says terrible motion control. Ryan J. Davidson, damn blue shell. Ever Beyond Reach says Mario Kart Shake. Matthew Kespi says wife still wins. Platformalist says tricks and wheelies. Talk Tapir says forgettable but beloved. Jobo Bonobo says DK sounds weird. The Jayboog says, amazingly memorable sound, in parentheses, tracks. Well, let him have it. And Bearfish Pie <clears throat> says, earned Nintendo cartloads. Which will do. Does DK sound weird? Compared uh, to... <laughs> most times DK makes a noise. I just talk over him and say, oh, banana, <laughs> over and over again. Right. So I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> Okay, well, to summarize, 
I'll go first. Uh, I played quite a lot of Mario Kart Wii. I had a good time with it, but uh, it's one of the Mario Kart games I have the least sort of overt affection for. I think for me as a non-scene player, albeit as a definite fan of the series, it was surpassed by its successors, and particularly even if you discount the handheld only 3DS game, which is yeah, clearly a sequel. If you go straight to the Wii U and Switch games, like those are the ones that I would want to play today for sure, online or offline, solo or, or in multiplayer. But uh, the Wii version brought in obviously a few innovations and uh, and had some cool features for the time. There are certain elements that, yeah, maybe even were in hindsight a bit more charming than I perhaps gave them credit for back in yeah, 2008 to 2010, 11, when I was playing the game. Uh, not invested in uh, in the Wii Wheel in the way that some people are. Uh, and the bikes, I don't mind that they're there, but uh, they're not why, yeah, they're not what I want to drive around Mario Kart circuits, basically. And yeah, audio, still lots to like about this game. Visually, less so from my point of view, uh, especially now. It's uh, Wii games are increasingly often tough to go back to just through resolution. And yes, I, I understand they'd look better on a smaller screen, possibly on a CRT, than uh, than smeared across a, a larger 4K set or whatever. But I think everything visually about Mario Kart Wii is kind of just, yeah, it, it is massively enhanced on on 8 particularly on 8dx so yeah uh there it was it was the sixth game in the mario kart series and it was fun but uh for me there's no real need to recommend it or return to it at this point brian uh yeah i agree with with most of that um i think i have uh, uh look back at it a little more fondly than you do leanne ma uh, mainly because of my uh online experiences i had with some friends um i also think it was higher in my mind canon of of Mario Kart games because I believe unless my math was wrong and I was looking at this yesterday I think the game I bought previously for the Wii before this was Mario Galaxy from the previous October so it was it had been a long time since I had played it and I and I absolutely I you know played through that all the stars and everything so I I was looking for a Wii game to play and that game came along so I think it was just it, like by default that became a very big focus of my life and and I and I really enjoyed it I I do Admit, going back on it, like, every good idea that Mario Kart Wii had, I truly believe, and this is all just my personal opinion, that uh, Mario Kart 8 and then DX have then improved upon. Um, so if you're if you're going to play a Mario Kart game right now, it is hard to recommend Mario Kart Wii because of the fact that I think that you're, the one you should play is DX, and if you're going for an, uh, a more of a uh, kind of a historical uh, approach to playing it, you could try out, uh, you know, Double Dash 64 and SNES for for different options. I think Mario Kart Wii is very similar in a lot of ways to the two games that have come afterwards. Mm. But I still have a very big place in my heart for the game, and, and I I do love a few of the tracks, and I hope they get recycled and brought back um, in, in future um, Mario Kart games. But, um, but yeah, uh, do you need to go back and play Mario Kart Wii in order to get the full Mario Kart experience? I'm not sure that you do, um, but I, I will say that if you played Mario Kart Wii in 2008, I think you probably couldn't have done much better for for your money. So, 
Um, so yeah, I, I, I kind of am too, of two minds about it, but I, but I still, after playing it again, uh, over the last few weeks, I still look band, back on it quite fondly. Thanks, Brian. And we'll finish with, uh, the wheelmeister, Jesse, Brian, Eno, Elo system. You- uh, yeah, it was funny. Cause as I said, when I went back to this, I started, I started playing it and then I would kind of ping pong back and forth between we and one of the other games back to we back to one of the other games and just try to sort of watch my own reactions and and i always as i really like seven and i really like dx and and eight on the wii u actually the um the wii u gamepad actually makes a very nice chunky steering wheel that you can use uh, as a motion control mm-hmm. um but mm-hmm. i always kind of look forward to going back to the mario kart wii and i'm not even quite sure why it might just be uh it's not exactly nostalgia uh it's not like i'm because i can't play it online anymore right i do remember uh Mm. one brief thing is that uh me and my friend who played it online did play it like we found out it was going off uh and so like the last few nights before it shut down we started playing it and it was it was amusingly Mm. apocalyptic like every possible glitch and like there would just be carts that were a hundred times the size they should be, and then everything would explode, <laughs> and then it was it was very satisfying. Uh, but um, yeah, I think I can't put my finger on why, but in some sense they're all equal to me. Like I can skip between any of them, and I'm kind of enjoying them for different reasons. Uh, but. For whatever reason, you know, the the newer ones, you got the anti-grav and you got the parachutes and you get you got all this stuff. Right. And the Wii one does kind of feel <laughs> like the and, and, and it makes sense that it's the one that has become the the modded, the endlessly modded one. They'll play forever yeah. uh, because it's just yeah. it's kind of good enough. Like it does the thing and there it is. And I kind of appreciate that about it in a way that I think is going to make me come back to it uh, more frequently now that I've uh, found my sensor bar and have my Wii U set up again. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, I, I, through the cable. I always enjoy being on these shows, but one, one big reason is because it does prod me to do, like, as I said, I didn't played any Mario Kart in probably a year and a half, two years for no good reason. And I've had a yeah. very delightful time the last two days, just uh, immersing myself back in it. And with this at the center, if I had to pick one to be at the center for whatever dumb reason, maybe it is just the wheel. Uh, this is kind of the one. <laughs> Beautiful. We didn't even talk third-party peripherals, yeah. force feedback wheels. I know there's a little wheel for the Switch one, but it isn't the same. Uh, there's a yeah, little wheel. It's, it's, wheel. Oh, yeah. one last thing: the cloud. I yeah. like the cloud. They should bring the cloud back. That is a very clever little bit of like hot potato game design. Right. The little cloud item that makes you go fast. But if you don't bump into someone else, uh, you get shrunk. Uh, It's good. I don't know why they got rid of that. Anyway. I'm done. (laughs) Well, it just remains for me, Leon, to thank Brian, Jesse, editor Jay, as well as our correspondents. And of course, thank you for listening. And next time in issue 466, markedly less brutal thoroughfare based competition in our Streets of Rage 4 podcast. (laughs)